Hello guys. Welcome back to yet another episode of Protect Categories. It's show where we talk and argue about tech products and features that make or break the top stories of the week. With a keen in-depth look at how all this affect our daily lives. Coming up today, we'll be talking about the impact of the over-reliance on tech companies. I am back and I am Francis and with me as usual is David. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode and we hope you have been safe and staying well. Uh, just like Francis had said earlier on, we'll be talking about the impact that too much of our reliance on big tech companies has had on us so far. Like, basically what we're talking about is like, okay, fine, we so much depend on Google, so much depend on Apple for basically anything we do throughout the day. And then we would, like, we flashing out some by one, the impact, both the advantage and disadvantage that so much reliance on this company has, has made on us. Just like that. So, uh, personally, for for this context, I would like to use Nokia and Nokia as case studies. Now, uh, I'm very sure everyone knows Nokia, but Nokia, Nokia is more like uh, I wouldn't say Nokia is a new company because Nokia has been around for like almost five years, six years, and basically what they do is that they just create like a digital identity for you. So that's like saying what you do is you upload whatever government issued ID you have, you upload it on their server or, or on their app, actually through their app, you upload it through their app, and then you scan whatever detail is there, run it to their own database or whatever database government is providing to them, you run it, and then try to create digital footprints that you can use on other platforms. So that's like saying probably when you get to uh, uh, the nearest hospital around you, and then you need to produce your ID, instead of just going the traditional way of taking outside the card, dropping it for them for verification. All you need to do is just open your UC app. There is already a ready-made digital ID that will be extracted. That's like saying that the videos will be extracted from the main ID you uploaded initially. And that's your state. Once they see, they know that, okay, fine, this is who this person claims to is. You understand? So uh, I, I'm going to start with Google. Let, let me start from there. I'm going to start with Google now. Me personally, I use, or let me say, I depend so much on Google products. And there was a time I was asking myself that, what if Google stops existing now? How am I going to survive? And I'm sure, I don't know, maybe you have asked yourself that same question to Francis, but it is something that has crossed my mind several times. Like, okay, I want to write a note. I prefer to use, I have like up to like three, four note apps on my phone. But I don't know, somehow for some reason, I prefer using just because I can be so sure that I'll be fine. Whatever, um, uh, yeah, whatever I'm typing for my Google Keep through my phone, I can easily even if the next one I need news or I need information, and then I'm not with my phone at that moment. So far, I'm with my iPad or I'm with my laptop or anything. I can easily just open the web browser, go to Google Keep, and then I'm getting the same information back. Same thing applies to, to Google Contacts. I so much trust Google to the extent that, okay, fine, whatever contact I'm saving, I am rest assured that for the next 10 years, I'll get it just because it is on Google server and nothing is going to, to tamper with it. But what if the next five years Google stops existing? How 
and migrate survivor. And I wouldn't want to see because it looks like, yeah, these big tech companies have reached that point where you can easily say it is unrealistic to say, oh, they will stop existing. But the reason why I initially said I'm going to bring in Nokia as a case study is because now, uh, back in 2008, I think, that's 2008 or 7 or 9, I can't remember really, there was one post that Forbes made about Nokia. Now, it was that year that Nokia locked 1 billion customers. So back then, if, if you're a company that is just, uh, because everyone is just getting to know about technology, or tech, don't let me say everyone is just getting to know about it, but everyone is just getting to experience tech. They might be on a, on, on a small scale, but everyone is basically just getting to experience tech. So uh, coming back in 2008, that, okay, a company like Nokia, all of a sudden had 1 billion customers. That is like a big milestone for them. A very big milestone. For them now, Ford made an article about them and they were like, Can anybody stop Nokia? Because it was looking like Nokia was becoming more and more and more invisible as a company. So they made a post about them that can anybody stop them? And well, if you had asked me that time, I would say no. Because even as at that time, I was already using Nokia products and I could remember that I used Nokia products all through to like 2012, 2013, just because. They were like the best of the best that time. Before Android came around, before iOS came around. Now, the fact that I was using Nokia products made me to use Nokia Mail. And I don't know, Francis, whether you remember this particular email service. Sure, now, OV Mail. Exactly. So, if, it was, it was, I, I think they even, they had this concept of if you are using Nokia, you automatically get to use or you are being coerced into using OV Mail which is what Google does now, which means if you are using Android phone, then you have no choice than to have a Gmail You just have no choice because it is that same Google account that will serve as everything for you and that will serve as like, like your pass to using an Android phone. Even those that are not using Android phones, somehow they find it easy to use Google services. And if you want to enjoy Google services, just, you must have a Google account. This guy you have no choice. Now back to Nokia. Uh, uh, when it looked like okay, Nokia was crashing. Basically, one would think okay, their email service is supposed to run independently. At the time it did, and at the time I, I think they could not keep up with it, so they had to, to move to Yahoo server. So it was more like okay, you are using uh, OV mail or you are using Nokia mail, but they were running it on Yahoo servers. Yahoo server. Exactly. So it's more like saying, even if Nokia eventually stopped existing, you can be so sure that since it is running on Yahoo servers, so far Yahoo is not going to crash. Yeah. Then Nokia is going to work. That is what a normal person would have thought. But somehow, I... I don't let me say, as, as I don't let me say, they shut it down. But I just felt everyone just moved on. Just like that, easily. When when Jimmy became a, a, a thing, major thing, everyone just easily moved on from them. Now, last week I decided to make a research about even as as at present I cannot even remember my own new password anymore. I cannot. I cannot even remember, I remember the email. Exactly. 
I can't even remember anything about it. But I, I just felt okay, fine. Let me even uh uh do a bit of research about Ovina see if they are still existing. Now, the research I made, I, I actually got to realize that around 2014, 2015, they shut down totally. That was when I, I think it was around that period that Nokia stood their yeah, uh, mobile line to Microsoft. So probably some some months after they sold it to Microsoft, they just felt okay. It looks like no one is actually using our service anymore. So let us just shut it down instead of wasting resources. So when I actually read it out, if it has been shut down, I was like, okay, so what now happens to those that had very important information on OVMIAs at that time? That means the information is gone. Just like that. Gone. And I don't think, uh, because at the moment it is now easy. Let me, let me just say, don't, don't let me say it's like a 2020 thing. But I think um, tech companies have at least upgraded to the level where it is now so easy to migrate news. Even if you have 20,000 emails, whether on red or red, you can easily say, okay, fine. You can migrate it from one provider to another. But back then, I don't think it was like an option back then. It is. What is it? Wasn't it same? Ah, no, no, it's, I'm not talking about 2018. I'm talking about 2014, 2015. Back in 2014, 2015, I don't, I actually don't think back then, doing email migration was like a big deal. Even if it was possible to do email migration as I did, I don't think a lot of people knew that it is possible. Because I can tell you for a fact that back then, I never knew it is possible. That is even if it was possible to migrate your emails from one provider to another. But I don't think it was actually possible back then, unlike now that I can easily still be fine. You are bored of your email, you want to move everything from your email, or probably you have a custom uh, email that you created for yourself and you feel okay, uh, uh, you are no longer interested in using that one, or you want to change uh, uh, your domain or something, can easily just back up everything, zip it up, and then migrate it out to, to another provider. It was Presently, it is quite easy. They might be a bit technical, but it's easy. But back then, it was never an option. Now, I decided to ask my favorite question: that to those that that used that that to those that were really devoted to using Ubuntu at that time, what has gone like? Can they actually say, okay, we had very important stuff that we kept on our Ubuntu, or we have very important news that we on our Ubuntu, but we cannot access them anymore? It's not like saying a bit of their life is gone automatically. Whether they choose to see that way or not. What, what do you think, Francis? Therefore, me, they moved on. Yeah, it is. Well, you, you can say it is easy to say you moved on. But, you know, we are slowly getting to a stage where, where our lives are now online. Everything about us is online. Sure everything about us and this is not something that started this year not something that started last year not something that even started three years ago it has been like that as, as far back as as 2010. that's like like you said something earlier you're like we are just experiencing technology the exactly we are glued to technology now we can't even compare it to last year talkless of five or six years ago so now i feel um stuff like this like let's say the type of new thing people are not really using new except for official things even 
for job applications here in the country. Okay. I can say for fact that 10 years ago, nobody was sending emails to the HR department. Everybody was going to. Well, well, I, I feel you cannot look at it from from an Nigerian perspective, you know, because sure 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 it might, it might look like it might look like in nigeria we are just getting to to use this thing to, to use all these features to be fullest but to the outside world especially to the advanced countries they have been using all these things as far back as 15 20 years ago i guess it i understand but okay. then we are glued to technology now because the way i am using a particular product is not the same way i used it last year i might be using this okay very much. So I can say um, the overreliance thing is definitely going to cause a big problem if one of these companies that will use their products every time crashes. Now because now if, if you look at Nokia back then, I know I know for for one thing Forbes is not just a company that likes uh, putting up articles upon articles about people. You understand? Now, if you get to the level where where Forbes decides that okay, we need to do a piece on this company or on this organization or on this person, that means you have really, really come a long way and you are really doing well. That is basically what it means. Now, let's now take for instance that back then they had now in in 2008, Forbes claimed they had one billion customers. Now, give or take, that number will at least, no matter how bad, it will increase. Go forward to like 2010, 2011, 2012. Because that is just basically what every uh, uh, business analyst would think that would be fine. In 2008, they were able to pick out this number. Then the next 34 years, it was, it, it never looked like they were declining. It looked like they were at least progressing. So one would at least expect the number to increase. Now, the numbers increasing is not the problem. But I can tell you for a fact that if they had 1 billion customers back then, then you can be so sure that out of that 1 billion, you'd be able to say at least 30% used their email service yeah. as a yeah. then. And if they had a storage service like the way we have now with Google Cloud, <laughs> we have with Mega, we have, we have with Dropbox and Co. If I'm not sure whether Nokia had that kind of concept that time, but I did in the, the add it, then definitely you can be so sure that out of 100% of your customer base, then another, let me say at least 50% would have been using it back then. You understand my point? Yeah. So mine is, uh, uh, now, if you look at it from the Nigerian perspective, definitely no one will even care about it. You understand? Sure. But if you are looking at it from from uh, probably as in an advanced country, and then you have always been this type that okay, you, you just find it easier to save up any of your stuff on the cloud, or you feel like okay, uh, uh, there is one particular email that someone sent to me, and then you never had bothered on on saving it somewhere else, or printing it, or doing any any other thing that you feel okay fine. If you need access, you can easily get it just because you feel that okay. Well, it's a tech company, they are not meant to, to trash anytime soon. The way Nokia did. You would have just felt okay. Uh, the best thing is just, let me just leave it there. Since I know I can have access to it anytime. The exact same way I do with my Google. You understand? Yeah, so now, get to realize that Nokia crashed at some point. 
every uh, major service they had like the OV news crashed at some point. That is like I, I still personally I believe that is like a bit of people's life gone. That is just the way I see it. That's like saying a bit of their lives gone. Now let me take uh, uh let, let me use another scenario now as, as an example. Personally, I like using Google Assistant. Now I could remember the when I was using throughout last year, I used the Nokia phone. And for uh majority of these years too, I use the Nokia phone. So and the Nokia phone runs on a stock Android. So which means it gets to, to, to use every of Google services uninterrupted every day, every time. You understand my point? So because of that, I was so so much used to to Google Assistant waking me up every morning, even if I decide not to wake up, because I know that give or take by 7 a.m. This same feature would uh uh start up the alarm it read out the um there's yes. a way i i sort out my my morning quotes it read out money quotes to me read out news to me do basically everything that that i just feel like i need in the morning without pressing a button on my phone just because i have programmed it that way that okay by seven o'clock do this thing now when i changed phone it was a bit hard to adjust to it because the new phone I changed to could not do all of those things easily. Not like it cannot do it, it can, but it required like extra effort. So at first when I realized that okay, fine, this is like the the extra energy you have to put into this thing for this stuff to work. The way it was working on your previous phone, or not even the energy, you have to like stop some other things that are blocking that Google Assistant from working the way it is going to work. You have yeah. to stop some other things. And the other things that you decide to stop will still affect some other things again. So I just felt, <laughs> nah, nah, this is too much stress for me. Let me just keep it. Now I skipped it. And then for like a month, I was still finding it hard to adjust because I know that, okay, by 7 a.m., the alarm will ring. I'll get to, to listen to the news. And it is not as if I'm, I'm like stressing myself, picking up my phone. Okay, I want to check out what's happening as as today. I want to check out what I just as today. Like the phone will just on its own, just read it out to me. Yeah. Understand? So for 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 like a month, it was still feeling like, what kind of phone is this that I'm using? And that is like one of the examples of over reliance on these tech companies and tech products. Because I have so, so much depended on it that it has become so difficult for me to even say, okay, fine, let me pick up my phone and then read something on CNN. Or let me pick up my phone and then read something on BBC. Because for like over a year, I was just so much used to, to, to Google doing it for me flawlessly. Now, that is another example. And then and another example is, uh, like I said earlier on, those that I need Nokia back in the year would have never felt a time will come when Nokia will not even become relevant again in the market. And I don't want to say, okay, Google and Apple, they are so big to the extent that they will always become relevant in the next 50 years. And someone was told me that in the last, last well, let, let me say 20, 25 years ago, Apple was not relevant. And that's the truth. Apple might have been existing in the last 25 years, but they were not relevant. You understand? And now yeah. they are relevant. In fact, they are like the biggest company in the world. 
because they were like the first company to eat the one trillion valuation before Amazon and Jengen. So they are like you can easily just arguably just just admit that they are like the biggest company in the world or one of the biggest companies in the world. So what happened? What, what knows what will happen in the next fifteen years? You understand? And we are in an era where people have saved up lots and lots and lots of data with these companies. That's just the truth. We are in that era now where, even at the moment, if I have ordinary reminder, if, if I have a meeting with someone, and then uh, uh, the person says, okay, fine, the meeting will start by 7.30 p.m. I'll not even bother to write anything down. As the person is telling me that it will start by 7.30 p.m., I'm also typing it on my phone. That, okay, Google, remind me, by 7.30 p.m., I have a meeting with so person. And that is one of the over-reliance on this tech product. Because I just, for fact, no doubt, I, I believe that if I decide to write it down on one sheet of paper, what if by 7.30 p.m. or what if by 7 o'clock, I don't actually get to check the paper. So no doubt, okay, fine, I wrote something down some hours ago. But I know that with Google, don't worry, 30 minutes to 7.30 p.m., which is 7 o'clock, Google remind me that, Mr. Man, you have to <laughs> Yeah, to do by 7:30 p.m. So that is a very reliance. Now, do you not think it would be easy to break away from more these things if this company is stop existing? What mm, at all? That's just it. And and can we really say that is a good thing? I I mean the, the I'm not even talking about the disadvantages this time. I'm, I'm talking about like just the reliance on, on these products. Do you think? Do you think that is a good thing or a bad thing? It has pros and cons. The thing is, people people will feel um, when I can do this easily, when this can do this for me easily. Why should I stress myself? <laughs> That's true. So, you no, know, like, left for me, it's a win. It's a win because I don't have to stress myself when. A product uh, can just do things for me, but then if it's bad, if it is, if it crashes, then after depending so much on it, I will feel very bad. So that's yeah, we feel well, it is very easy to say we we'll feel very bad. But now I mentioned the other day I'm going to use UT. That's a, I think the company is in UK. I'm going to use them as a case study now. Let's take you to for instance. Now, based on what I've read about UT, UT does not work in, in Nigeria. If I don't even think it works in any African country, because for now, I, I take like the list of uh, uh, their partners, and it seems like that company only their service only works in, in UK, and then maybe some parts of EU. There are some parts of Europe. I'm not even sure it works properly in America too. But then, let's just let's just use UT as an example now. Based on UT's concept, they have made it so so easy that even if you want to travel, let's say within UT for instance, without any of your ID, you will survive fine with UT. That is what that is like like what they are trying to sell to people. That okay, fine. Uh uh people are so used to you are going somewhere, especially in a country like Nigeria, where some people they are going out, they will go with their ordinary bank. Yeah, we're going to for verification of one kind 
verification or something, they will go with their international passport, go with their driver's license, go with their national ID card, go with what else again. In fact, if you have extra issue, they will even tell you to come with that. Exactly. Exactly, like all sorts of unnecessary documents that you just have to come with. Now, I, I think that is what youth see on their own is trying to eliminate that. Okay, fine. Instead of just going around with all these documents, you don't need to go around with any document. All you need to go around, all you need to go with is just your phone. And it is like 110% obvious you go out with your phone, whether you like sure. it or not. You go out with your phone. So they are trying to eliminate the concept of, okay, go out with necessary papers. Just go with your phone. And then wherever they ask you for your ID, at the top of the button, we are going to like just create a digital ID for you at that instance and you'll be able to use it and it will work because the digital ID they are creating for you is coming from whatever detail you initially uploaded on their server. And definitely all these details will be confirmed on the database that the government is providing to them. You understand? So I, I just feel that is like a very good concept, a very good one. Even though it doesn't work in Nigeria, but it's a very good concept. But what if the next five years now, youth stops working? Yeah, it's, it is so easy to say that one will move on, but what happens to your data? Everything you've uploaded on YouTube? Gone. <laughs> Go to where? Extension. <laughs> <laughs> because I just I feel, I just feel, don't, don't, don't you feel this book I just, Wake up one day and then say, okay, well, our company is no longer existing. So why not just let us sell all these things? I swear. That's my point. So part part of this issue is that the over reliance on on, on these companies sometimes might why you can say it is a good thing. At the same time, if care is not taken, it can be a very bad thing. And now, if, if a company stops existing, it is as if a, a company can stop existing for a lot of things. It might not even be that, okay, fine. Probably those that at the end of affairs in the company, they mismanage funds or they didn't manage it properly. Things might just happen. Now, and I can say, for instance, a company like Nokia, I never felt, or I, I still, I'm, I'm still of the opinion that, that they did not mismanage funds. They just crashed basically because better companies came out yeah yeah that's, that's, that's true yeah around the past was so poor like better companies just out of the videos came out and when they came out like the iphone came out from apple the android came out from google and then you have nokia that decided to like okay fine let us partner with microsoft and then give people Lumia. have you felt <laughs> ah, I should I should like stick with Lumia when there's Android that can at least it makes life easy, and then there is there is iPhone that or more people will even tell you that that one is a premium phone. So that's for me. That's for me. Nokia wasn't even like a competitor with iPhone. iPhone was just on its own. So Nokia just needed to like get something that match matches uh, Android, but the way just, yeah. Yeah. So it's not just it. They were just unable to do that. So they, to, to me, I, I I feel, and the same thing happened to BlackBerry too. 
Blackberry just, yeah, Blackberry just cracked. Basically, because people moved on easily to better ones. Or the ones let's that are better. Let, let's only, we won't meet Blackberry crash, or just way we were. People were getting Blackberry. Like, most people get Blackberry for BBM. He gets it. Okay. No, not, not only BBM, some people get it for you. For the security team. Yeah, sure, let, sure. Let, but let. like some some people got like people I knew that got Blackberry. People I knew personally. They got Blackberry. Okay. Yeah. The messenger thing. And okay. it came on Android. Android was cheaper. And I could get this same um app I want on this Blackberry that is expensive on my Android. So why should I not go with the Android? And, and another thing is even before before uh BBM got released on Android and, and Apple on an iPhone rather I, I feel that because if you look at this thing in two ways they were already losing market. You understand my point? Because it, can always argue that okay, fine. People speak, people just feel that okay, they should be loyal to BlackBerry because of video. But if you look at Android, if you look at at iPhone, it was really looking like people were were getting more used to to the concept of WhatsApp. Because as at that time, there were like several messaging apps that just came out all at the same time. There was WhatsApp. There was Messenger, that's uh, Facebook Messenger. They were like other ones that people just felt. And you know, okay, fine, you can say people are used to BBM, but then people just, at the time, people just felt like, ah, why not just let us try out this new app? At least we are not going to die if we try it out. And imagine that, okay, you want to use BBM, and as I did, BBM was only exclusive to Blackberry devices. So if you are a non Blackberry device user, you cannot use BBM. Then came WhatsApp that works basically on everything. Even phones that were like S40 phones back then from Nokia. Yeah. And WhatsApp perfectly. Perfectly. So you have a friend that is not in your country or in the same country as you. And uses Blackberry. And you, you are in Nigeria. You use, you use an Android phone. I want to reach out with the person, to, to the person. And then you get over WhatsApp. And it is so easy. You send the message on that second, the message the, the message gets sent, and in like matter of seconds, the person replies. I don't, don't you think the BlackBerry users are then will probably feel like ah. So what's now the point of BBM when there's basically something better that can use yeah, on this same BBM? Exactly, and it is not as if these same apps are not working on on BlackBerry. They are working on BlackBerry. So why not just let me just stick to something better? And these phones, these devices, they appear to be better than the BlackBerry itself. So me, I, I felt BlackBerry was already losing their market status. Even before they decided that okay, fine, let us release BBM on Android. Let us release it on iPhone. And to me, I, I felt the time they even decided to release uh, uh, their app on other app platforms, people had, had already moved on. Because there's no way you could tell me that back, yeah, there's no way you could tell me that back then when the game came around, the people already had WhatsApp, they already had Messenger, they already had other better messaging applications, and then BBM was just just for the truth, 
that's just it like okay for the memo is like oh this medium medium thing was was like was it's like in one time exactly that was just it now those are used blackberry that time i, I think blackberry could have their own uh, um cloud service or within too if i can remember clearly they had their own to where okay whatever uh uh future or whatever uh information you had on one blackberry device you can easily migrate it to another so, blackberry yeah. device you understand yeah. they had yeah, their yeah, own they had, exactly they had their own back then too and i can tell you for a fact that people were using it or people used it back sure, then sure. but now that people have moved on from bdm now i, I said bdm sorry now that people have moved on from blackberry every information no matter how personal they are to people every information back then that people had done on blackberry just like that is gone just like that is gone and the thing is people really never even cared what happened to all these things like i could have told you that i had friends back then using blackberry that they would upload every of their certificates they make sure they take the picture of each one, upload it on their on, the, on their BlackBerry cloud, whatever cloud mm-hmm. service they use back then. And the reason why they would actually want to do that is because okay, fine. If you travel somewhere else and then they ask for your certificate, you can be so sure that okay, you have something to show, you have something to produce. Instead of yeah. you having to travel back to wherever you came from, pick it up and then go back. That is like extra stress. But you can be so sure that okay, fine. If you have all those things in soft copies. You have something to produce, and if they decide that okay, fine, they need the hard copy, then ah, Satisa has just just get somewhere you can put all these things, and then you submit it or you submit. You understand my point? Now yeah. those things are gone, and and I can tell you for a fact that that is like another bit of people's lives born with it, just like that. And anytime I always ask myself this question, that if in the next ten years. Google stops existing. David, how will you do? That is what I always tell myself because I have basically over 50% of my life on Google. 50? Are you sure? Should we have <laughs> Okay, maybe like like 70% of my life. I have, I have, I have like 70% of my life on Google. That's just the truth. No matter how much I try to spend, I know for a fact that I have because Ranging from from my my pictures to every detail that I do, I feel I cannot forget. So, what else? My certificates, basically everything, everything. I have them on Google. So now, happen if in the next five years now, another company just pops out all of a sudden from nowhere, and then they seem to be more cool than Google, and then people migrate from them to Google or something internally happens to Google. And then your data is good. What will happen? Uh, if, if, if it's about another company coming coming up, then try to move to that company. You don't have a choice that move something. But then if something happens to Google and Google just fades away, then it's gonna be bad. <laughs> so I'll I'll not be telling myself that okay, initially you did you said that you had like 70% of your life on Google. So that's like like almost 70% of your life gone. <laughs> Just like that. Where do you want to start from on the right day? That's just like you then start asking yourself, where do you want to start from? 
So, uh, I don't know because I always feel like how can we maneuver way out of that that problem? But but then every day keeps on looking like there is no option. You just have to get your life on all these companies. Since they already know everything about you, then you just have to like okay, keep trusting them, even though you are not supposed to trust them. In fact, I even know of now. Do you think has become so complicated nowadays that okay? Like let's take Apple for instance now. Apple has gone beyond using using Apple gadget has gone beyond using an iPhone. Now if you are using an Apple Watch, then don't worry. What Apple is what 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 your details that you are saving on Apple is more than just your pictures or your contacts. You are saving your your basically even your health status. You understand because. Your blood pressure, I think uh, uh, Apple Watch can check blood level, things like that, right? Now, yeah. all those things, all those things, you see them on your on your Apple Watch, where are they going to? They are going to Apple server. Yeah. So anytime, anytime you need those things, probably, I don't know, it might be like, like some months later and then you feel, okay, something is wrong with you medically, okay, uh, so, so, so time, what was your blood level? And then you just remember that okay, fine. Ah, your Apple Watch was able to read this thing correctly, or close to being correct, some months ago. And then you pick up your Apple Watch, or you pick up your phone, and then check it. It becomes so easy for you. You understand? But but these companies are collecting more than what. In fact, they are collecting basically. Yeah, they are, they are collecting basically everything. Basically everything. So it is like saying that you are you have sold out our lives to them. Because I, at the same time, I always feel like, ah, ah, it is easy now. It's not just, ah, ah. You can be so sure that they will. And, and Apple will always tell you that whatever you say with them is, is secure. Even though it might not be on the long run. They will tell you that it's secure. <laughs> That's just it. So, uh, uh, on the final thought, Francis, what, what would we like to chip in on this topic? I, I think we should just keep trusting these guys. Trust is not an issue. Or well, let me say trust is an issue. Because you cannot just keep trusting them every time. Yeah, like, no. okay, okay. Because, because personally, I always try to like, okay, whatever I have to, to do, if I feel like I've been trying to train myself on one thing, if I feel that okay, there's something I need to do, that if I don't save it on my phone, or I don't tell Google to remind me of this thing, if I know that I can survive easily, I always try to like make sure I don't even use my phone. Or I don't bring in my phone or anything that has to do with tech into the whole picture. Just so, that I can, I can, yeah, just so that I can be so sure that I at least try and survive on your own if these things are not there, if these things are not present. You understand my point? I was about to say we should find alternatives to okay. doing things. That's that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you're very right. Yeah. Okay, all right. Uh I, I think we'll post at that point for now. And um yeah, so all our listeners out there, we also like to hear your thoughts. What do you think so far about overreliance on, on tech companies basically? Because that thing has gotten really deep. Like it has gotten really, really deep. So what what do you think about overreliance on, on this on these companies and 
do you think they are affecting us or helping us or they are doing good or they are doing one more than the other let's just um have your thoughts on our socials and it is always our technical Actually, technical Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Exactly, Telegram. even on, exactly even on Telegram, so it is always our technical. So let us know what you think, and we we'll attend to everything together. Me, Francis, even yourself, you always you enjoy the discussion too. You understand? So uh, that's just so. Till next time, guys, stay safe, and then uh, we'll, we'll catch up with you on the next episode. So bye for now.